0: Is there an impending war between Israel and Iran? And what is Russia's role? This is Randy Osborne. The base here. The has landed. Worldview Truth. On February 28th, the International Atomic Energy Agency detected uranium particles um, that were being enriched at what they said was at 84% at an Iranian facility. Now it takes 90% to have enrichment, uh, to have a nuclear weapon, a nuclear bomb. According to the IAEA agency, which is the International Atomic Energy Agency, um, they believe that Iran is at the point of developing um, enrichment-grade nuclear weapon. Now, they also have missiles that are capable of launching these weapons. All they have to do is have the uranium uh, to completely develop the nuclear weapon. Now, over the years, Iran has repeatedly threatened to annihilate Israel. Uh, they have made numerous threats to basically wipe Israel off the map. And over the years, Israel has taken that threat very seriously. In fact, um, they have been reported to have sabotaged Iran's nuclear program uh, for a number of years, even back during the Obama administration. This battle of ideology between Israel and Iran has been going on for over 40 years. Over the years, they've been a number of very, very bad actors that have acquired nuclear, nuclear weapons. But the threat of countries such as the United States or Israel or some other one that would fight back with nuclear weapons has kept all those nations at bay. However, the situation with Iran is much different, and here's why. A terrorist organization called Hezbollah, which was largely formed um, with Ayatollah Khomeini followers during the early eighties, spread a Islamic revolution. According to Hezbollah theology, they believe that Allah basically cursed all the Jews as blasphemers and are looking for their annihilation. In fact, they believe that the destruction of Israel will bring the, quote, reappearance of the Imam, which is the Shiite Islamic Messiah. These issues that they believe are independently of uh, the Palestinian... Um, movement um, in Israel um, and the state of Israel becoming or being a legitimate uh, state. Iran believes that Israel is an illegitimate country and it's a threat to the region. Therefore, that threat must be completely annihilated, eliminated off of the face of the earth. And all this is in the name of their Messiah, the Imam, coming back to the earth. But they believe that Israel has to be completely eliminated before that can happen. This is why Iran should have never uh, come this close in any way, shape or form of ever, ever obtaining um, enrichment grade uranium that could produce a nuclear weapon. But now since Iran is just days away from the ability to produce a nuclear weapon and they have the means of sending that weapon into Israel what does Israel do This past January it was reported by several news agencies that it was believed that Israel had attacked three different locations uh, munitions factories in Iran to stop the production of ammunition that was being produced by Iran, probably going to one of uh, Israel's enemies, terrorist organizations that constantly is attacking Israel. It's also reported that Israel's prime minister, Benjamin Netanyahu, has reportedly held some top level secret meetings on possible preparations to actually confront Iran, or attack its nuclear facilities. Benjamin Netanyahu has made it very clear that they will not, Israel will not allow Iran to have a nuclear weapon because they're very, very clear on their radical, radical Islamic position on this. It's also reported that Israel is working with other countries, other friendly countries, to basically drum up support in the event that Israel was or had to attack Iran. And the question is, is what is U.S.'s role in this? Or what you, what will the U.S. do in the event that Israel has to attack um, Iran and take out their nuclear program? Well, I'll tell you this. In 2015, there was a campaign that the United States funded Uh, to try to oust uh, Benjamin Netanyahu. It was an organization called One Voices, Israeli and Palestinian Branches. And basically it was to support, quote, peace negotiations. But that was a direct campaign that was funded uh, partially by the United States to try to oust Benjamin Netanyahu. Then during the Donald Trump years, um, the U.S. and... Israel had a very very friendly relationship going on and then comes the Biden administration and we find out that the Biden administration is doing something very similar they're using another organization uh, to cause dissent with Benjamin Netanyahu and ultimately the whole purpose of that is uh, to make him unpopular and to uh, get him out of office. However, Israel and the United States did do a major joint military exercise about a month ago. In fact, CNN reported on this, and I'm going to go ahead and play a CNN clip. Granted exclusive access to the largest ever joint military exercise between the United States and Israel. Tell us about that.
1: Yeah, this joint week-long exercise dubbed Juniper Oak is unprecedented in its scale and size, and among its target audiences for the messaging is Iran. CNN granted exclusive access to the danger zone on the supercarrier USS George H.W. Bush to see part of the largest ever American and Israeli joint military exercise, covering all aspects of warfare from the air, on land, to the sea, online, and even in space. The timing is no accident, meant to send a clear signal to Iran and other adversaries in the region, that despite the attention on Ukraine and U.S. concerns over the new right-wing Israeli government, the Americans remain deeply aligned and committed to a military partnership with Israel.
0: These military exercises were clearly a show of force to show Iran that United States was behind Israel in anything that they may do to try to stop Iran from having nuclear weapons. However, Iran sees the United States as a very, very weak adversary right now, and whether or not the United States would join Israel in defending Israel is definitely a big Question: This is a report that's put out by Susan Tarani of WION News out of New York.
2: A official has claimed that Iran has enough fissile material to build a nuclear weapon in about 12 days. Iran, however, has denied the report's findings, calling it malicious slander and twisting of facts. A call and call the Undersecretary for Defense for Policy made the statement at a House of Representatives hearing when pressed by a Republican lawmaker as to why the Biden administration was attempting to revive the Joint Comprehensive Plan of Action known as the JCPOA with Iran. The nuclear deal, as signed with Iran in 2015, ensured that the country regained its nuclear program in exchange for relief from sanctions crippling their economy. The Trump administration, however, abandoned the deal in 2018 and reimposed sanctions leading to Tehran resuming previously banned nuclear research. Kahl has said that since leaving the JCPOA, Iran has made ambitious strides in the development of weapons class nuclear technology. The undersecretary claimed that Iran was hypothetically a year away from producing a single bomb worth fissile material in 2015. Today, the period could possibly be as little as 12 days. The International Atomic Energy Agency was also in conversation with Tehran last week over reports of uranium enrichment reaching 83.7 percent purity at the Fordow fuel enrichment plant. With uranium being capable of becoming atomic grade at 90 percent enrichment, alarm bells have been set off over the nation's capacity to produce nuclear weapons in the near future.
0: Other reports indicate that President Trump banned the treaty or canceled out the treaty Because Iran was not abiding by the treaty and there was no sanctions against Iran. So President Trump uh, basically canceled the treaty because Iran wasn't living to that. And they were continuing uh, making or working on making nuclear grade uranium. Meanwhile, Russia is using Iranian drones in the Ukraine war which Iran admits that it's supplying drones to Russia.
3: As Russia loses soldiers' territory and momentum in the face of Ukraine's latest counteroffensive, it's turning to other nefarious actors for support, chief among them Iran. The White House says it's concerned about the increased flow of weapons, including the possibility of surface-to-surface precision missiles. And the Pentagon this week confirmed an increase in military aid and training from Tehran. We take a closer look now at this new partnership in the war. The relative calm of Kyiv, rocked by loud blasts earlier this week, crumbling buildings to their foundations. But these were not the now familiar rocket fire or artillery strikes. They were a barrage of deadly drones, dozens across several cities, and the largest assault of its kind on civilian targets since the war started. Ukrainian investigators combing through debris found a fragment of an Iranian made drone with for Belgorod written on it, a reference to a Russian region hit repeatedly by Ukrainian shelling. It's the latest evidence of an evolving partnership between Russia and Iran. Iranian leaders deny supplying any weapons to Russia. That's at odds with the U.S. The assessment. We know that these drones are from Iran, as evidenced by the drones themselves, as evidenced by the fact that they continue to export terror, as I mentioned, not only uh, in the Middle East region, but in Ukraine. Uh, it's good. Uh, it's obvious that they're um, uh, lying. Despite
0: That was a report by PBS. So what is... Iran's end game in this effort to supply Russia with drones. They're also looking at supplying other armaments such as ballistic missiles and things of that nature, which may or may not have already showed up. But these drones have showed up over six months ago and they have been deadly in the war against Ukraine. So, what's the end game? Well, first of all, Iran. Uh, is obviously not going to be uh, supplying these drones for nothing. They're looking for uh, a partnership. They're looking for some allegiance with with Russia. And at one time, Israel had a fair relationship with Russia. But as these drones are continually being supplied uh, by Iran, and the relationship begins building uh, greater and greater between Iran and Russia, it's Cutting Israel out of that relationship uh, with Russia. It's also been suggested that Iran wants uh, Russia's uh, most developed uh, fighter jet. So that might be another possibility that they may be um, ultimately trading out uh, Russia's highly developed uh, fighter jet uh, for these drones. So now you have a relationship with Russia and Iran. Now there's also a relationship building up between Russia and China. And Iran wants to obliviate Israel off of the face of the earth. Here's a CBS report with the relationship of Russia and China.
1: Well, the head of the CIA says the U.S. is confident China is considering providing lethal weapons to Russia. William Burns spoke exclusively with CBS News about the latest intelligence. Meantime, President Biden warned about potential consequences should Beijing follow through on the move, which would have major consequences for the war in Ukraine.
0: We will be right back. This is Randy Osborne. Base here. The has Worldview truth. In speaking at a conference in Tel Aviv, Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu said that time is of the essence; that Israel can wait no long. It said that Israel has waited a very, very long time, and they are out of time. They can no longer wait anymore. In fact, he was speaking at a national security conference in Tel Aviv, and he said this, quote: The only thing that has credibly stopped rogue nations from developing nuclear weapons is a credible military threat or a credible military action. You can couple that with crippling economic sanctions, but that's not sufficient condition. A necessary condition and often sufficient condition is credible military action and that is a quote from Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu. Netanyahu continued and went on and said this, quote, the longer you wait, the harder that becomes. We've waited very long. Israel's Prime Minister went on to say this, quote, if the United States does not establish a credible military threat immediately, either Israel will attack or Iran will have a nuclear weapon, which we will not allow under any circumstance. Iran is Israel's biggest challenge. They are constantly striving for a nuclear weapon and they constantly endeavor to establish military threats against Israel, especially on our northern border in the form of terror groups such as Hezbollah. Israeli's foreign minister went on to say this. Israel is willing to use any means at its disposal to prevent Iran from getting nuclear weapons, but stressed that a hardline anti-Iranian policy from the United States might prevent the need for military escalation. But here's the problem with that. Uh, we have a weak president. We have a, um, an administration that is extremely weak. Are they willing to hold Iran, uh, the Iran's feet to the fire? I don't think they are. I believe time is running out for Israel and they do not have an option uh, other than to act. Because if Iran does get a nuclear weapon, they've made it very clear. Their religion has made it very clear that they will and have all intentions of wiping Israel off the map. The Middle East conflict and the European conflict and the alignment of Russia and China, as well as Iran, is putting the United States in a very, very vulnerable position. The weakened U.S. economy, in addition to its inability or have the drive to build up the U.S. military, has put the United States in a position where they might not even be able to assist or help um, Israel. But there is one thing for certain. Israel must never allow Iran to build a nuclear weapon. If Iran builds a nuclear weapon, um, the first place that they're going to attack will be Israel. They've made it clear their religion has made it clear that that's what their objective is, and Israel cannot allow that to happen. This is Randy Osborne. Until next time, God bless. Worldview Truth.